0: Welcome Bible Rundown, Pastor David, Pastor Rob, we are on day 35, we just keep on trucking along, Exodus 34 through 35 today with Matthew 22. So Rob, we we talked yesterday, there was the golden calf, and then Moses interceding on behalf of the people. We end chapter 33, where he asks to be able to see the Lord, and the Lord says, you can see my glory pass by you, and so he's going to put him in the cle- in this uh, cleft of the rock until his glory is passed by. So, what are we going to see in chapter thirty four that stands out to you?
1: Yeah, so in chapter thirty three eleven, thus the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend, but but we understand that the Lord is speaking to him face to face, but. Moses cannot see his face, why? because he's speaking to him from the mercy seat and the- and the and the covering of as we read in the Ark of the Covenant, the covering of the cherubim, their wings are covering. The Lord, So he cannot see him face to face. And so he's asking to see him face to face. And mm. the Lord says, No, but I will my myself will pass by and you can see my back, right? Like that's yeah. essentially what's happening here. And he passes by. And he declares himself to Moses. And this is the declaration that we have to understand who God is. And every time we understand uh, who God is, I always read this passage. I read this to young people, children, as many people as I possibly can, because it is the greatest understanding of actually who God is as he declares himself to Moses, the Lord, the Lord, a God merciful, gracious, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands of, Forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. That's the God we know. That's the God we teach. But he also says, but who will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children's children to the third and fourth generation. Yeah. So this understanding that God is a God who loves and forgives and is gracious and merciful and forgives sin, but also if there is guilt, he must punish or judge his wrath must be poured out upon the sinner. And that's where the cross comes into play because the perfect manifestation of the pouring out of God's wrath was upon the righteous Christ for salvation for sinners, thus uh, justifying him, uh, the people of God before himself. And so making us clean. All that to say, this is where we understand who God is, David.
0: Yeah, and it, it's a, a incredible picture of his character and his nature. And then as you move on, you know he he again is reiterating that he will be their God. He will take care of the enemies of the land, but the people need to also take care of a few things, right? And he talks about tearing down these altars and the pillars, um, their ashram, which were these kind of statues towards a a God that they would construct. And I think what it's interesting is God knows the weaknesses of his people, right? Coming off the heels of the golden calf, they're gonna struggle with not seeing a visible God, an image of their God. And they're going to maybe desire these foreign gods and, and those around them. And, and he continues to come back to these same commands, right? Of, uh, the Sabbath rest, blood sacrifices, and then Moses comes down with his face shining radiantly. Uh, what do you see there? Any any other thoughts?
1: Yeah, just just God declares himself after after this intercession by the Lord that he will go with his people. He renews this covenant and he declares that he's going to do this even though they are wicked people. Yeah. And he's going to fulfill his promises even in their wickedness and in their sin because of his steadfast love. The shining face of Moses, I think you have some thoughts on that as we look even to the New Testament. Paul takes the Old Testament understanding and the pictures of the Old Testament and preaches Christ, David. That is what we have been doing, and that is what Paul does in 2 Corinthians. I'm excited about Tell us about it. Well, and, and Paul, to his credit,
0: he's a pretty good preacher, Rob. And so he makes this connection of an image that um, maybe we don't easily make a spiritual connection to, but he very quickly does. And he he describes how Moses would have to hide his face with a veil from the people because the glory of the Lord reflecting off of his face was so overwhelming that people couldn't even look upon Moses's human face and his human form. Paul makes this spiritual connection, right? That there is a veil in a sense that is over our hearts that prevents us from seeing the word of the Lord and understanding who God is, and that it takes a work of the Lord to remove that veil. And that that happens, Rob, when someone turns towards the Lord. So for us, I think the easy application, right? Here's the softball or T-ball thing you can hit a home run off of. When we engage in spiritual conversations with others around the gospel, and it seems to fall on deaf ears, or or we just get frustrated that somebody's just not understanding what we're saying. There is a spiritual truth to that, that Paul's reminding us of, that it's falling on deaf ears. It's falling on blind eyes. And it really takes a work of God upon the individual's heart before they can understand the truth of God for themselves. Praise God that, that we have that testimony, right? That the Lord has illuminated our hearts and given us minds to understand what his word says. Um, but maybe the encouragement for us is in our evangelism. Don't don't lose heart. Stay faithful to giving people the word of Christ, because that is ultimately what they have to turn to for salvation.
1: But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Two Corinthians 316. And we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of God are being transformed in the same image from one degree of glory to another. From this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit, David. That is incredible. Absolutely. Exodus thirty-five. We've got to move on, and there's things going on that I don't know about here in in Colorado as we're we're talking about these things. There's 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 noise coming from the ceiling here, but we're in Colorado, so tell us about thirty-five.
0: So 35, I think a lot of this feeds in with what we saw earlier, but just this recurring idea, gifted to give. So the people will contribute towards the work of the tabernacle and the ongoing service for the for the uh, priest at the tabernacle. And so really here, the emphasis is on as people are moved, they give freely to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a true picture for us in the church. We give freely because we've freely received. And as each person's heart moves them, that's what they should do. In their service of giving, but yeah. Jesus in Matthew, 20, yeah, build up the church. But Jesus in Matthew twenty-two gets posed with the question about giving: Do we pay taxes to Caesar? This this ungodly emperor, and and Jesus obviously gets us the famous line: Right, give to Caesar the things that are Caesar's; render to God the things that are of God. But there's a lot more in this chapter than just taxes and being a good citizen. There's a lot about the resurrection. The greatest commandment. Since we just saw the Ten Commandments, Rob, and where is Jesus really from? So, what stands out to you as we look at Matthew
1: twenty-two? I think he's revealing himself to these people. He is um, not only who God is, but who He is. And I, and I look at the end of the chapter and in, in in the this discussion with the Pharisees um, of who the Son of David is, the the who's whose son is he and mm-hmm. um and David said in the spirit calls this person lord the lord said to my lord sit at my right hand until i put enemies under your feet mm-hmm. so david calls him lord how is he his son and so this understanding of christ is the messiah the son of david the promised one but he is also god and David recognizes this Messiah as Lord God Almighty who sits at the right hand of the Father until everything is comes to a completion. He rises up and he comes back to earth to set up his kingdom, David. This is an amazing event. Amen. Okay, that's all the time we have for
0: today. Go go, dig into this word. It took us nine minutes to get through these passages. Give yourself time to really meditate upon the word of the Lord today. Go to the app. Share your thoughts. We're so glad you joined us in the Bible Rundown.